0: We started a series titled Rhythms last week, and last week we talked about some of the things that can mess up healthy rhythm. We talked about how going too fast can mess up rhythm. We talked about having too much, too many ingredients can mess up your rhythm. We talked about how being inconsistent can mess up your rhythm. Now, before I get into the message today, I, I kind of do want to ask a question. How many of have ever been on an airplane? Air, any, air, most of us, right, have been on an airplane. You sit there, you buckle up, and one of the flight attendants will stand up at the front before you get off the thing, and right, and they're like, I want to give you all the rules. Take out your little flight thing, and if we have a sudden drop in cabin pressure, this little thing is going to come out, please put your mask on. Have you ever looked at the people around you? Right, Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Everybody's like, I've heard this before. I know what I got to do. I know this plane is not going down, right? Like you've got that assurance in your mindset. Well, in the same way, we do that a lot when we come to church. So uh, I want to give you this today because this is kind of going to be a little bit of a flight attendant telling you some things, and I don't want you to totally ignore them because they could save your life. So many times we think, and we're sitting in a service, and we're like, man, if only so-and-so was here to hear this today, because they really needed that, instead of looking at how we can apply it to what we're going through. Because there's a major problem facing us today, and it's called fatigue. Fatigue is real, and it is a major problem that we are facing in our lives today, because we're out of gas. Have any of you ever run out of gas in your car? Okay. I've never run out of gas while driving. But one time, when I was about 19 or 20 years old, I was a youth leader. And our youth pastor took us to a retreat. And it was just youth leaders that were going on this retreat. And on the way back from Orlando, we told our pastor, we said, like, hey, pastor, you know, we haven't put gas in a while. He's like, no, 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 look, the the, the gas is fine. We, we, We still have a quarter tank. And we kept going and just kept driving and driving. We're like, hey, you know, eat eat doesn't mean extra 10 miles, right? Like, we need to put gas. Like, no, 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 we're good. We still have a quarter tank. Man, we had a quarter tank from Orlando until Fort Lauderdale where we run out of gas because the gas gauge was broken. We kept telling them we need to stop and put gas. And that's the way, the rhythm that a lot of us are living our life in such a fatigued state that we're running out of gas. And there's four specific areas that I want to tackle over the next couple of weeks in areas that we are running on empty, areas that we are fatigued in, and we're going to tackle this. The first one is emotional fatigue. A lot of us are fatigued in our emotions. A lot of us are fatigued in our physical state. A lot of us are fatigued when it comes to our time, and a lot of us are fatigued when it comes to our finances. These are four areas that are keeping us out of a godly, healthy rhythm because we are completely fatigued and empty. Let's start talking for a minute about emotional fatigue. Actually, before we get that, I want to read a scripture. Go to Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Jesus said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they didn't even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. One more time, verse 31. Jesus said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Have any of you ever gotten home from work and be like, man, I didn't even have time to eat today? I didn't even have a moment. Jesus told the disciples, let's get away from everyone and rest a while and eat. Why? Because the disciples were getting fatigued. And church, we need to learn how to rest And get out of fatigue in our emotions, get out of fatigue in our health, and our physical, get out of that fatigue in our time and in our finances. We need to learn how to rest. Pastor, are you saying that I got to take a vacation? Yes. Have you ever heard that saying? People say, man, I'll rest when I'm dead. Anybody ever heard that before? Guess what? You're going to die a lot sooner if you don't rest now. We need to begin to build this in. And Jesus himself, the Messiah, told the disciples, let's get away by ourselves and rest because they didn't even have time to eat. Emotional fatigue. Let's talk about emotional fatigue. See, there's a few things that we need to do, areas that we need to work on in order to be able to recover our emotional energy. The first one is we need to have healthy relationships. Now, what do I mean about healthy relationships? There's a a few things I want to talk about in healthy relationships. The first one is your family. So many Christians, forget about the ones that don't know Christ, so many Christians are living an unhealthy, unbalanced, unbalanced family life. There is no family time. And church, I encourage you, you need to have a weekly family night to have a good rhythm weekly family night where you sit with your spouse and your kids if you have kids where you and your spouse have a date night things that you do in order to get into sync and into rhythm and without devices because man you, you, you go to a dinner table now, and you have everybody on devices, and they're playing their game, and they're playing their this, and they're, you know, you're in a house that's not even a thousand square foot, and you're texting each other, hey, dinner's ready. Come on. We need to get all that stuff out, and we need to start integrating family time. We tried our house to have meals together. You know, even, we have to leave very early for our daughter's school. And Patty and I, we try to alternate with each other as far as who's going to take them and stuff like that so we can get a little bit of rest. But you know that we will wake up, even if we're not the, if I'm the one not taking them that day, I'll still wake up to sit as a family and have breakfast. And when they leave, I'll go try to fall asleep for another 20 or 30 minutes. Because sometimes the schedule gets so hectic That in the afternoon, it might not happen, so I can make sure it happened in the morning. I make time, and that is an area that we need to have healthy in our life, family time. We need to work as well as having a good, healthy rhythm when it comes to our community and our church. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, today we're living in a time where everybody says, well, I can just watch church from home. Right? We've never had as much access to the gospel and the message and messages as we do in today's society. True or not? I am learning so much now that I have a, an intelligent or smart TV. Right? I just figured out that because my TV has smartcast from Vizier or whatever, I can actually put a, 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 something that I'm watching on Vimeo and it's smartcasted to my TV. So we, I was sitting there the other day on my couch watching preachings. I can watch preachings from our church because they're on Vimeo or I could watch preachings from Pastor Jonathan or Pastor Joel from, from Bethany. And I'm there on my couch. We have so much access. And so, so many times... How many of you heard this? Well, I am not. I don't have to go to church. Like, I'm just going to watch from home. I'll watch it on Facebook, or I'll watch it later, or I'll watch the thing. It's not the same when there's not the collective unity, because that brings down the presence of God. When we are together praising and worshiping, the power of God comes. So that is an area that needs to be healthy. It helps us for our emotions. Have any of you ever walked into this church or if you were part of another church or, or whatever, and you were going through something, and when you see someone who hasn't seen you all week and they just feel it in their heart and they give you a hug and it just starts to bring healing to your life? Anybody ever experienced that before? Why? Because you walked in and God used that person in a healthy rhythm to help start bringing balance to your life and healing. So we need to work a healthy rhythm in our family, healthy relationship, family, friends. We need to reconcile relationships. Now, what do I mean by that? Many times we've had an issue with somebody. Right? And we say to ourselves, man, I'm never going to talk to that person again. And we don't talk to them physically. And you tell me, pastor, I'm not talking to them again. But guess what? You're talking to them every night before you go to bed and you think about it. Every time something else happens, then you're thinking about it. You're talking to them, not physically, but you're talking to them. You need to reconcile that. I'm not saying go be best friends again, but go to the person, get right, and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm letting this go. Get over it so that you can have a healthy, emotional position in your life because it is killing you if you don't. And you want to know something else to have healthy relationships? You need to start serving others. Do you know that there's a study, you can look this up, this was a medical study that was done over the process of years, where they analyzed these specific people that were part of this study, and they analyzed them year after year, and they found that 40% of the people that they studied who were doing at least four to five hours of service a week, they were 40% less likely to have high blood pressure than the ones who didn't serve other people. Serving other people four to five hours a week could reduce their blood pressure by up to 40%. Why? You're taking the focus off of me. You're taking the focus off of yourself and you're starting to do something for someone else. As a matter of fact, do you guys remember this guy named Jesus? And he said the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give himself as a ransom for many. We got to serve. We can opportunities to serve here at church volunteer at a soup kitchen, go sign up and work at an orphanage. Those of you that perhaps are retired or don't have a thing, get cleared and become a volunteer in Dade County Public Schools and go once or twice a week to the school that's three blocks from your house and volunteer in the library, in the cafeteria, cleaning trays. Do something. Because when you begin to serve, it begins to restore your emotional state. The second thing in how to recover your emotional energy is authentic emotions. Authentic emotions. And the first thing I want to talk about in authentic emotions is laughing. Do you know that it is healthy to laugh? Do you know that the Bible says in Proverbs 17, put Proverbs 17, verse 22. Look what it says, Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. If you're not merry, if you're not laughing, if you're not content, your bones will dry out. You become bitter, you become exhausted of everything, and you stop laughing. And God created us to laugh. We were created where we would laugh, but many of us have lost our laugh. We have lost our ability to laugh. We have lost it. I want you to watch this video a second. Go turn the lights off and put this little video there for a minute. If you ever need to laugh, go to YouTube and do a search, laughing babies. Thousands of them. I didn't go to YouTube. That's actually Abigail. I didn't go to YouTube to find one. That's Abigail. We were just like... (sighs) Guys, we need to laugh. Married couples, you need to laugh with your spouse. If you're not laughing with your spouse you're headed down a very bad road. You need to be able to laugh with them. Husband, make your spouse laugh. Wife, make your spouse laugh. Do, if something happens, share it with them. Make each other laugh. We do it. My wife and I do it all the time. One of us will do something. The other day, I, 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 was, I was so... I opened up the cupboard to get a cup out, and I found the gallon of milk. <laughs> you know who I put it there? This guy. So I look at Patty, I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, we're just laughing about it, right? It, and, 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 and it happens. And we just make each other laugh, try to make each other laugh, because laughing bling, brings so much joy. Laughter will go ahead and bring medicine to you. And you know the other thing that we need to work on? We need to be able to cry. Do you know that the Bible, when Moses died and Joshua took over, God told Joshua to mourn Moses for 30 days? Why? Because Moses was amazing? No. Because Joshua wasn't going to be able to effectively lead the children of Israel if he hadn't grieved and let go of the pain of losing his mentor. Grieve cry. Let it out. Some of you just need a good cry. But society says, especially to men, men don't cry. No, yes, we do. And it's healthy for us to cry, for us to let it out, to let go of those different things in our emotion. I I wrote this down here and I want to make sure I, I, I say it right. Where'd it go? Ah! I Lost it on my notes. Crying Brings cleansing. Crying brings cleansing. And laughter, it brings joy. You think about cleansing for a second. Have any of you ever gotten anything in your eye? Even just an eyelash or something else? What does your eye begin to do? Tear. Why? To bring out what's there that is causing an irritation. And we suppress that, and it hurts our emotions. So for authentic emotions, be able to cry, be able to laugh. Number three is we need to learn how to have clear boundaries. Clear boundaries. Church, it's okay to say no. Everybody say with me. It's okay to say no. So many of us are overburdened and fatigued because we say yes to everyone and everything. Every birthday party, every invite, every dinner, everything. We say yes. And we're, we're killing ourselves. I'll give you an example with, with us. This is very personal, but, you know, judge me if you do, it's, it's, it's all right. We set a new rule in our house as a family a couple of months ago. No birthday parties on Sundays. What do I mean by that? Our daughters get invited to birthdays all the time. And we were killing ourselves. Preach, try to think, try to change and do all the stuff to get there to this thing or whatever. We can't. We can't. Physically, it's, it was destroying us. Or, mom, you need to miss service today to take Abigail to this. Or, or, or you need to do this. Or, we're going to figure it. And it's like, or Patty, take off with one of the girls and me meet them later. Destroying ourselves. So we came to the saying, hey, look, you know what? Anybody that comes, any type of thing, if it's on a Sunday, we're going to respectfully say, we're not going to be able to. Simple. And Abigail, the other day, she got a thing from the school. And she goes, hey, dad, look, they sent us the thing from school. They said to give it to you, but I know we're not going. It's on a Sunday at 12 o'clock. So we got church. <laughs> cool. We're done. Simple. Clear boundaries. With our friends, we need clear boundaries. Watch, write this down. Friends are for fellowship, not for favors. Friends are for fellowship, not for favors. We all have that person that calls themselves our friend, and they only call us because they need help with something. They never call just to say how you're doing. Hey man, just call. You know, it's like, just call to say hello. It's like, are you sick? Because that's so not like you, right? Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to read two verses in Galatians chapter 6. Verse number 2 and verse number 6. Look what it says. Galatians 6.2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse number 6 says, each one shall bear his own load. If you read it in certain translations, if you read it in Spanish, if you read it in the King James and, and in uh, uh, NLT, it actually says the same word. It says burdens again. So it says, carry the other person's burdens. And then three verses later, it says, every person carry their own burden. And it's like, man, that doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing. When you look at the original language, the first one where it says, carry each other's burdens is a word that meant a large burden or load such like a refrigerator okay carry each other's refrigerator help each other when it's something big like somebody lost a loved one like somebody's having an issue and they need to, to help someone that can do something that is big but this one of everybody carry their own load is a translation which kind of means backpack So help everybody who needs help to push a refrigerator, but let everybody carry their own backpack. And we have a lot of friends in our life that call us every day so that we can carry their backpack. And that's not healthy. We need to have clear boundaries in our friendships, in our relationships. I mentioned it very briefly last week about when we put a fence in our backyard I'll mention it just quickly. We bought a house. It's on a lake. Abigail was six months old when we bought that house and moved into it. At that problem, it, at that time, it was no problem that the backyard was open to the lake. She couldn't walk. She wasn't outside by herself or whatever. Well, guess what? When she turned one, one and a half, and she was able to roam the backyard, We put a fence from corner to corner that put a separation between the yard and the fence. That boundary gave her freedom. And in our lives, we need to put clear boundaries so that then we can walk in the freedom that God has for us in a healthy, emotional rhythm. Healthy, emotional rhythm. And the last one is this. We need to be consistent spiritually. We need to be consistent spiritually. I know, I had made the slide wrong and I made a new one and I think I forgot to email it. My bad. We need to be consistent spiritually. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18 say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. You want to have emotionally healthy rhythm? Pursue God. Not once a week. Not twice a week. Every single day. Get into a pattern of daily reading the word of God. Of daily spending time of prayer. In daily spending time in worship. That will bring emotional stability to you. It will ground you to where you need to be. Every day. Committed to pursuing God and seeking God. So, so those four things, part of the emotional again, all right? Healthy relationships, authentic emotions, clear boundaries, and the last one is always committed to spirituality or pursuing God. Amen? You with me Does this one so far? Yes? All right. Now, we're going to talk about one now that's not a lot of fun. And it's about physical energy. Many of us are fatigued because our body is not right. There's three things that will kill your energy. Being out of shape, being sleep deprived, and eating too much. Three things that Americans do very well. (laughs) Out of shape. Man, there's some people that you have to go up two steps to go into your house and you're huffing and puffing. Can't. out of shape. And it limits what we can do. Sleep deprived. You are not made to work on four hours of sleep. You need seven to eight and eating way too much. Those are three things that sap or destroy your physical energy. So let's talk about what we can do. We can start doing the first one is we need to have a healthy rhythm of exercise, Healthy rhythm of exercise. I'm not talking about go to the gym every day and, 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 and become Arnold Schwarzenegger in his hate day, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something simple like walking. Remember, flight attendant, if the cabin drops, take out the mask, put it on, okay? Some of you are like looking at me like, pastor, what, is this? what does this have to do with Christianity? You can't fulfill God's purpose in your life if you're not healthy, and so we need to have something simple like exercise. We need to have exercise for our heart, for our muscles, for our flexibility. Trust me, when you're 80 years old, you're going to wish you were doing flexibility exercises at 50. I read about a guy that lost 126 pounds. All he did differently is he's actually started walking. He was somebody who was very heavy set. The first day he only walked about 10 or 15 steps. And he got to the point where it was a healthy rhythm every day walking. And the person lost 126 pounds. With today's technology of your Fitbits or your Apple Watch or smart-ass Samsung, whatever, all these different things that they have. I I was telling somebody the other day, sometimes I'm sitting in the office and I'll be there, I'll get caught up in whatever it is that I'm working on, and all of a sudden my watch reminds me, stand up. So I'll get up and I'll walk for like five minutes in circles in here i just come in here and I'll walk for like five minutes. Get some blood flowing a little bit. Okay? We need to start a healthy rhythm of exercise. We need to have a healthy rhythm of sleep. Healthy rhythm of sleep. If you have to wake up at four in the morning, you can't go to bed at midnight. You need seven to eight hours. So we're on the clock back, right? Five, six, seven, eight, nine... Wait, no, I'm doing it backwards. I didn't do backwards. Sorry, my bad. From 4, 3, 2, 1, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. You need to go to bed at 8 or 9 o'clock. Oh, but that's going to cut into my Netflix time. Good. (laughs) Ain't probably nothing good you're watching on there anyways, right? Trade some of the stuff that we're watching and actually go to sleep. Here's a good remedy for that. Get rid of the TV in your bedroom don't need a tv in the bedroom oh i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the news right before going to bed no your blood pressure boils when you find out what so-and-so said or what happened over here or let alone if you watch ESPN and just found out your team lost (laughs) forget that now i gotta walk around for an hour and a half right we need to have a healthy rhythm of sleep how many of you have children how many of you have a bedtime for your children why because they need to sleep so that they can function in school right (laughs) Everybody pull out the mirror and apply it to themselves. We need to be able to function. Put your kids to sleep. Finish a few things that you might need to do. Talk to your spouse and go to sleep as well so that you can wake up and start the process. We need a healthy pattern of sleep. We're running on adrenaline and that's not healthy. Look, yesterday we had a lot of activities and my Thursday to Friday and Friday to Saturday was not very restful. Why? Well, Samantha got a little bit of a fever on Thursday. It was that one-time thing. She had fever one time. She didn't get it again, but now you have to monitor her, right? So put her in the room with us instead. Every couple hours, wake up, make sure she's not running a fever again. Let's make sure everything's fine, especially, you know, we're, you know, fighting that thing of the last time she had a, a, a spike in a fever, she had a seizure, and we were like, you know, so now that, that devil tries to bring that back, right? Like, so, so, she's like, no, we got to be monitoring, got to be looking. So Thursday to Friday, ain't much sleep. Then Friday night, preached to the youth, left here late. We were working on stuff, get home, do some things, went to sleep late. Three o'clock in the morning, Samantha wakes up, got to pick her up, get her, do the thing. So I didn't sleep much, and then went to the men's breakfast, got up at whatever time it was, men's breakfast, then played an hour and a half of basketball, then got home, ate something, and went to the marriage event. When I got home after that, I mean, at one point, I told Pat, I, I was like, I'm getting cramps in my shoes, like, need a banana, right? Like, cramps. I was exhausted i did all of that on adrenaline right you're huffing you're puffing and that's not healthy you can't sustain that you can do that one day or two days but it's not sustainable and then you run the temptation of trying to medicate yourself to stay awake and to be able to do things and process and then you can go off a whole other slippery slope Healthy rhythms of exercise, healthy rhythm of sleep. I want everybody right now to put their seatbelts on because this one's hard. Ready? Healthy eating. <laughs> this is a 10-pound bag of sugar. Do you know how much sugar the average American consumes in a year? 150 to 170 pounds. 15 to 17 bags of 10 pounds of sugar the average American consumes. That's not true. I don't do that. I don't have that much sugar. How many of you drink soda? Okay. I want to show you this is the amount of sugar in one can of Coke or Pepsi. Coke is 39 grams of sugar. Pepsi's 41. This is 40. Watch this. This is 40 cans. If you drink 40 cans in a year, you already drank 10 pounds of sugar. Got quiet in this church, quick! I told you to put your seatbelts on. Church, we're sluggish. We're too tired to serve God, pursue God, and do things. Where health is all out of whack, and we're saying, God, heal us. But we're out of rhythm. And our pancreas is screaming, Preach on sugar! (laughs) Church, we gotta have a healthy rhythm of our eating. Low sugar, low salt. It's not about getting rid of it. Like, I'm never going to have sugar again. Listen, that's going to be a failed attempt. And I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand, but statistically, if I were to ask you to raise your hand, I'm going to be on a diet. At least 50% of you are on a diet right now. Because right now, that's the statistic in America. At least 50% of people are on a diet, 50% at a diet, any given time. Because we want to get right. But we get into things, I'm going to cut everything. No, no, no. We just need to get into a right rhythm. Cut certain things. Man, I cut soda. At the, like the first week of January, I've lost about six or seven pounds. All I've done differently is I cut soda. And this is the second thing that I want to talk about now is we need to have a healthy rhythm of our eating time-wise. What does that mean? It has been proven in studies that you should give your body at least 11 hours between your last meal of one day and your first meal of the next day. That means if you ate dinner... At seven o'clock at night, you should not eat anything again till six o'clock of the next morning. Water doesn't count. Drinking water doesn't count. You can drink water. But eating anything. What does that do? It makes your digestive system be able to rest and process. It actually burns fat because it's starting to consume the things that have been stored. But what do we do, especially in this country? We are grazers. Right? You ate at 7. At 8, you walked by the kitchen, and you had a cookie. At 9 o'clock, you were the thing, and you had a cracker. At 11 o'clock, right before you went to bed, and you should have been to bed three hours ago, but at 11 o'clock, you had something else. You woke up at 2 in the morning because you were thirsty, and you went to the kitchen to get some water, but you didn't just get a water now. And we're just constantly, and we're like, Lord, why am I so sluggish? Why am I so tired all the time? Why am I so... St-? You can't sleep well because your body's digesting all the time. I've been trying to do this. Like I said, from the beginning of January, I started working on this personally. Wednesday, kind of got a little discombobulated, and I was going to have dinner with Patty before the study, and, and I ended up not being able to. And, and we ended up having dinner like at 10 o'clock at night on Wednesday, as opposed to what we regularly do is have dinner between 6, 30, or 7. Guess what? Wednesday night, I didn't sleep well either. I think I was dreaming about that pepperoni pizza I had, right? Like, it, 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 not only did I eat late, I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. Because do you know what it is to eat healthy? Don't eat canned and don't eat boxed foods. Eat what's natural. Okay? You look at a can, why do we buy canned foods when there's a hurricane coming and no power and doesn't need refrigeration and all that stuff? Cause it's got so many preservatives that it will sustain a nuclear, I mean, it will, it will be last through a nuclear attack, right? And you can still eat the ravioli, Chef Boyardee. Still alright. Cause it's already radiated. <laughs> we need to stop eating all this. But here's the thing. We're so overworked, overburdened with so many things, and we want to do so much because our emotions are out of balance and our things are out of balance. That is like, oh, what do I just Oh, let me just make them of this. Oh, hey, let me make them my mac and cheese. Let me just make them of this. Oh, let me just eat that. And before you know it, the prayer is, Pastor, the doctors diagnosed me with cancer. They diagnosed me with this, or they diagnosed me with that. God, why is this happening to me? enough said we need to start putting a healthy rhythm into our diet we got to start putting it listen I'm preaching to myself by the way okay these are things that I need to apply better rest man when we talked about a little bit about, about sleeping and rest there's something I hear from my mother and father at least 10 to 15 times a week you need to rest when are you going to rest? Hey, you got too much going on. You need to take some time. You got to rest. All the time. Broken record. I know what the first thing of the phone call is going to be when they call. I know it. It's like I can just say hello, go do something else, come back, and they're talking to me about rest. So I'm preaching to myself. I am being transparent. I need to work on a lot of these areas too. Because like on the airplane, worship team, go ahead and come on up. Like on the airplane, we hear people talk about it. We hear the flight attendant, but it's not going to happen to me. And all of us here can begin to apply this tomorrow, tonight, working on it. And I, notice, I'm not even talking about, it, it, it could be with moderation. Again, this is why diets don't really work on stuff in a diet, you cut all these things, the minute you consume it again after you lost what you wanted, you get it all back. It's about changing the rhythm or the habit of what we get. Let me give you, this is, as Pastor Fernie would call it, this is a nugget, okay? It's a nugget for you. Don't buy it and have it in your refrigerator. Oh, I'm buying the soda for when guests come to the house. You haven't had a guest in your house in 28 years. <laughs> Now I got to drink it because it's going to go bad. You know the key for me to not eat ice cream before going to bed? Don't buy it! But you know what I did last week at Publix? Chocolate Trinity! It was on sale! And if it's there... Moderation. You're right. You can have it at that 6.30 time. Listen, not this much of it. But at 6.30 when you had dinner or 7 o'clock, you can have a little bit of ice cream. Just don't eat anything after that. For 11 hours. Church, as your pastor, I love you. And I want not just your spirit man to grow. The Bible says... That a man could live to a ripe old age of 80 years old, but we have so many people dying, so much younger. Cancers that have never been heard of. Things that are, oh, but it's because, it's because of what we're eating. It's because we're not sleeping, because we're not resting. You know what's a huge indicator for me of not resting? My knee. Your ligaments regenerate while you sleep. And when I go three or four days of not sleeping well, I have to put a brace on my left knee sometimes because of the pain. We need to get in rhythm in our emotions, in our health. Don't miss next week. Next week, we're going to tackle. They're like, oh, I don't need to talk about time or finances. Yes, you do. Don't miss it. Because if we get into the right rhythm, we'll be able to fulfill all that God has for us. And we can all start today.